0: from God-fearing, freedom-loving, truth-telling, patriotic Americans. Welcome to
1: Patriots of Grit. Now let's jump into today's episode with your host, Darren Ross. Welcome back to part three of a three-part episode. We have our guest here, Josh Layman, and we are answering the top 30 questions people ask most about Jural Assembly. Now, If you haven't watched several of our previous episodes on Jural Assemblies, go back and watch those. We have several, uh, Destry Payne, Brock Maddox, Josh has been on there a couple times with us. And uh, a lot of times people said, hey, this is over our head, we need a little more information, we need some more basics. So we thought, what better than to have Josh come on and break down the 30 most frequently asked questions regarding the benefits of Jural Assembly, what it is, how to join. So our previous two episodes, we had uh, part one through ten. And we had part 11 through 20, and now we're going to do part 21 through 30, which will end the three-part series of this Jural Assembly episode series. So, Man, this is the PWG encyclopedia. It, it is. It is. <laughs> with, with our guest contributor, Josh. So uh, Josh has done a great job breaking this down for you guys and kind of at the elementary level, and uh, he's just you that's know. where i live he's a great he's a great teacher you know and, and he, <laughs> you know he didn't go to law school but I, I think i learned more in in three episodes with josh than uh than probably sitting through uh business law class in college so you, you
2: homeschool your kids don't you absolutely can you imagine what Gosh, history they're going to get? <laughs> what a smart man! What a smart man! They
1: already—they're already talking about all
0: kinds of stuff. Man.
2: So you're not so raising they're... Marxists and socialists no, and communists. No, do no, they throw no. out the word "jural" and "de facto" and "de jure"?
0: They talk about "de jure" every now and then. The de kids de do. So, so I, so
1: we—they're <laughs> talking about mustard, though. <laughs> you know <what> I mean?
0: <laughs> we read, we read. Um, we, I try and read them, so I was reading the people's panel to them, so yeah. they understand grandeur oh, and stuff like that. <laughs> Holy night. cow, that's a deep read. And well, what we just started getting into is reading maxims of law. Which is really cool Um, because you read it in Latin and then you read the actual maxim and then it starts like connecting words for them too, like the basis of words. And uh, it's actually, it's the way that it it allows me to study things even more because I'll sit down, I'll I'll read with them when they're going to sleep and so on. And um, it gives them the chance to hear and then gives me a chance to read. I imagine they're not awake too Um, long. Sometimes they
1: stay up, but but no, a lot of the times are just like... (laughs) all right so we're gonna we're gonna do the final go with the final stretch here now we're gonna get into part three of this three-part episode question number 21 of 30 question number 21 josh is in what document do we first find described the united states of america
0: yeah so um i'm pretty sure it is the um dickinson draft of the articles of confederation that was the first time that we were kind of dubbed the united states of america and and uh, so something that I, I keep wanting to harp on because it's something that I didn't understand. So anytime that I'm like reiterating things and, and talking about it is because I didn't know. And then once I realized, it was like, wow. So I always, that's I just take it at, if I didn't know it, I assume that other people didn't know it because I'm normal, you know. Um, but every state after dependency, independency was claimed. Every single state were of right and ought to be, uh, ought to be and of right, free and independent states. Right. And in the in the law of nations, states are nations. Nations are states. They're synonymous. Right. Um, that's why we went from colonies to states, because we became became free and independent. So that was an international compact. That confederation was a league of friendships, friendship. And we were the United States of America. The United was technically an adjective. Great. So this next
2: one, number twenty two. Is this a trick question? <laughs> this is a great question. All right, I'm going to ask you people out there. Who was the first president of the United States of America? I, Time up. I,
0: <laughs> as I said, so, and this is great for, for um, Mr. Hermanson, who actually gave us all these questions. Um, who was the first president of the United States of America? And, of course, that, that question comes after asking, when was the first time that was said and that being in the Articles to confederation so a lot of people don't understand you know from 1776 all the way up until um the constitution was ratified right and george washington became the first president under um the new stronger union if you will there was there was a lot of time in between that and so peyton randolph was actually um the first he was there for like just a few weeks, and then something happened where I don't remember exactly what it was, and it changed. But then, um, from there, it was John Hancock, and so we actually had leaders of the Continental Congress or presidents of the Continental Congress through that um, time timeframe. Uh, and so it wasn't George Washington, even though he was the first one that we had under um, the Constitution. And those kind of questions are great because people are going like, "What?" That's crazy. And then you think, oh, yeah, yeah. So if you see the timeline of 1776 until the Constitution was ratified, you're like, well, oh, there's a lot of time in between there. And we were free from 1776 up until that point. right? Confederation came in the very next year in 1777. So that's when that, that had to take place. And these kind of questions get you thinking about those small, detailed aspects that have been the reason why the enemy has ran roughshod over us because we're not paying attention to
1: detail. so number 23 from where do we derive our unalienable rights
0: from our creator our creator has given us our unalienable
1: rights he's given us our dominion
0: over land air and water he does it in genesis 126 he actually comes up with the idea in genesis 126 then he actually imputes it or delegates that authority to us in 128 and uh, those are our rights because we're free the earth is Lord's and Lord and everything in it, right? Psalm 24 says that. But then he delegated all that authority, that dominion to us, meaning that our rights and our freedom come from him as long as we're not trespassing. And therefore, because it comes from the creator, no man can take it, right? The higher power gave it, no lower power can dismiss it. And that's what's also crazy when you think about, you know, the atheist mindset or people that saying there is no God, they want to live in evolution. This lends credence to removing our rights because God doesn't exist man contrived government and since man contrived government man can dictate what happens in government right and so there, there's no god there's no creator there's no sovereign that gave us authority that you know man can't trespass on top of and take away so our our unalienable rights rights that cannot be alienated or taken away from us came from god number 24.
1: what are the three required components for self-government uh, a
0: virtuous people and this comes from, so caveat, this comes from the 28 principles of liberty. So a virtuous people, a self-reliant, and I had to write it down to make sure I got it right. Mm-hmm. Self-reliant people and educated people. So think about that. Virtuous. You have to be... <laughs> Average, you have to be solidly grounded in morality, right? Because you, that means you're not going to start trying to take advantage of people, right? And then you have to have uh, self-sufficiency or self-reliant. In other words, I don't need you. I can do it myself. However, I would know that we can get further together. And so we can come and we can collaborate. And then, of course, educate it. Because when, the only thing that separates mankind in levels uh, of authority, if you will, or elitism is education. Right. If I know one piece of information more than, you know, in a specific subject matter, I have an advantage. Right. And so the more people that are educated, the more that they are educated and self-reliant in their own education as well and virtuous. So you create this kind of like, um, this cycle of people saying, okay, I'm virtuous and I'm self-educated. Um, and self, I'm self-reliant. So I'm educating myself, but because I'm virtuous, I know you'll benefit and I'll benefit if we educate each other. And so then you have this um, multiplying effect of this, this this, assembling of the people or this community coming together and growing and basically becoming um, impenetrable from the ways of you know, the wicked. People. When you first
1: answered this question, you mentioned the 28, uh, uh, East 28 East. principles of liberty. Tell our viewers and audience where they can get that.
0: Oh, you can just Google it. Um, 28 Principles of Liberty, you can find it in video form. You can find it in the written form. Um, but you get on there, and I'm telling you, those are so simplistic. They really should be in every school, in every church, in every home. They should be written out, and they should be framed, and they should be taught on a regular basis. Because that it, understanding these things, it makes it so clear. One of those principles being, and liberty is a very important word. Freedom is actually freedom without just laws is anarchy, right? Freedom with just laws
1: is liberty, right? I say we replace those. Just get rid of the, like all the the VLM posters and the and the mm. all the weird flags yeah. that they have hanging yeah. down all the schools and just yeah. replace. It's all, them with they're 28? all distractions. Yeah, yep. well, that's, and- that's kind of like the Liberty Commandments. Yeah, well, it really is, and 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 careful, that's gonna get us censored, Randy. Uh, you I mean, said I mean, that's getting pretty close, the commandments? I mean, that's, <laughs> well, that just got us a strike right there. I guess, but, but you know, we've already struck out with YouTube because they kicked us off permanently. You know, we're done. Mark, we're gone. Uh, we've got like a badge a three honor. strikes and we're out. You know, badge of honor. we were sent back to the to the minor leagues on that. So. Well,
0: one of those principles that are really pivotal that we see under attack all the time is that the strength of the society, the strength of a society, lies in. The family unit. Family unit. Therefore, it has to be promoted and preserved. Wow. And exactly what they're trying to destroy. Right. right? So, I mean, and then go back and read the Marxist planks. The fifth plank of Marxism is a centralized bank and centralized currency. We have every plank of Marxism instituted in the United States,
2: except they haven't taken our guns. Uh Randy, give us 25. All right, what branch of government controls the grand jury? And I'm going to take a guess, and it's probably completely wrong. I was going to say judicial. The people. See, I was wrong. Right. so That's Scalia, what most people would think. Scalia
0: talks about the people and the grand jury being the fourth branch of government. And the reason why he says fourth branch is because we already know there's three. And so it doesn't mean that we're fourth in rank. It's just there's four branches. And if you were naming them off one, two, three, four, and you already did the judicial, the executive, the legislative, then you'd be like, oh, yeah, and the people. So the people are the ones who came together to begin with. They are the sovereign authority. I know that word sovereign thinks the FBI has become, you know, really degraded, but I mean, that's, that's one of the best we're all free. We're all endowed by our creator with our freedom and our dominion. And we've come together on an agreement, um, amicable agreement with each other to, to govern and be governed. Right? So we are the fourth branch of government. Um, and we control, um, the grand jury. And, you know, you know how like the, the sheriff is sovereign, the the, sh- the sovereign law officer or the executive officer in a county. Well, where did he get his sovereignty from? From the people who voted for him, hmm. right? So, it, you know, it, it, it's kind of like you have to kind of use your logic to understand where things come from. But he didn't just hop up there and say, I'm sovereign. It's actually the office, not the person. And the person that embodies that office is chosen by the people who have the authority to do so.
2: I want to take a stab at 26 too. I'll take it. All right. For every injustice, there is a blank. Um, And I'm going to guess. Okay. Again, (laughs) this will show you where I'm at. I'm going to say there's a justice. Close. Okay.
0: Close. Um, There's a just response. Okay. Um, So, you know, so the idea is, I was actually having a talk with Oscar earlier this morning about it, and he he takes me on this imaginary vision. He goes, close your eyes. (laughs) And he goes, now think. He goes, um... You're, you're on your property and, and way down on your property you see two individuals who've trespassed on your property and killed a deer, and he goes, "Do you have the right to you know to kill them?" And I'm like, <laughs> I'm immediately I'm like, "No, like that doesn't make sense." He goes, "Well, technically, right? They've they've trespassed against you and you can have whatever force deems necessary in in a free world, right? But a virtuous person would go down and investigate what is going on. Why is this happening? Right? You just don't go out and, and and kill somebody or, or act foolishly." And so, you know, there's a just response, you know, we would call that justice is really something that, that is felt and understood internally. There's no written law that says this is a just reaction per se, right? Um, So a just response uh, is, is what makes the most virtuous sense to an injustice, you know? And that's really what wraps up in common law is that people have the idea of, of dispensing said justice. And a great example is like, you know, people talk about like drunk driving and mm-hmm. well, well, drunk driving. What do you do? Well, you make the punishment so strong that it negates that. And, and if you look at the laws for drunk driving now, it doesn't stop it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, so the idea is, is like if somebody was drunk driving, ended up getting in a wreck and killing somebody and that individual that they killed was a father who had some children. Well, now we lay the responsibility on that man that he has to now provide for those children. He has to pay for them to get, you know, whatever they have need of. That that is common law in action. Jeez, that drive me to drink. Right, right. Well, I mean, see, that's that's that just law. You don't necessarily go in, right? You're not going in and being their stepfather, right, but now right. you, you have a, a financial obligation, you know, to provide for these children because you were the one that took their provider away. You know, oh, wow. so that's really the idea behind it. And and with common law and justice, the idea is always to to make. Right, what was wrong and then restore honor to the perpetrator you know um even though that was a horrible situation that individual could actually have his honor restored throughout time and healing through that by knowing that at least he stood in the gap and 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 fixed what he could Mm. you know what i mean so
1: all right question number 27 it is not a crime if there is no victim yes i knew you'd get it
2: (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah. So
0: common law, no crime, no victim, you know, because, you know, show me who's hurt, show me who I've injured, show me what injustice has been done into to who. Right. And then of course the state cannot be a victim because the state is fictitious. And so we can't go operate in this fictitious world, even though they've actually created that realm um, through hook and crook and deception.
2: That's why speeding tickets fall out of the realm of what we're talking about. Okay. Well,
0: it's speeding tickets are based in commercial law. Uh-huh. Um, commerce you know for the for the people out there um who want to dive in deep go look up what a driver is uh, in the us mm-hmm. code go look up what a driver is go look up what a motor vehicle is and then if you're feeling frisky type in travel versus driving and have fun
1: or traveler versus driving
0: yeah yeah traveler well travel traveling versus driving
1: and that will open up a whole new world Question number 28. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless?
0: Unless on the presentment of an or an indictment from a grand jury. Uh, and then the further it, it says, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia when in actual service in wartime. In other words, what this really boils down to is, you cannot, you should not be in common law under the constitution, right? No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime felony unless there was a grand jury that got together of their peers that considered everything and then decided, yep, this guy is guilty. And here's the presentment. Now they're
2: going to go through the trial portion or whatever. Randy, what's number 29? So what what change did the 17th Amendment make to our Constitution?
0: It made it so that the senators became from being chosen by the legislature um, to a popular vote. And so what's dangerous about this is if you really think about it, um, the assemblies chose their delegates or their representatives from out of the assembly body, right, and they have direct control over them. Mm-hmm. If you watch the John Adams series, which I absolutely love, episode two is phenomenal because it's about independence, and they say Virginia one of the Virginia delegates say we i will I have to get back immediately after um uh King John um Uh, was it King John anyways, after the King said, um, basically called him treasonous and they wanted to do the declaration of independence. He says, I have to get back immediately because my my constituency assembly has to release us to act New York. And then the vote for abstention abstained. And they said, due to the fact that we have not heard back and been given further direction from our constituent assembly, we respectfully abstain. In other words, our, our authority being the people assembled in a body have not given us direction or I have to go back and get permission from the people before I take action. Right? So they were, they were beholden to the people because they were selected to be representative of the people's will. Right? And so that's the whole idea is that the senators used to be chosen by the people that were chosen by the people right directly. So it was up the ladder. Now it's a popular vote, meaning now, instead of being a, a little district, right? Um, And all these people getting together, now it's the entire state. And now you have to pay for campaign funds. And now all of a sudden these corporate interests come in with all this money and now they are giving you money and now you are indebted for favors and all this
1: other stuff. So it allowed the corporate interest,
0: the special interest to invade uh, our state's representation.
2: Randy, bring us across the finish line with question number 30 with Josh. All right, here we go. What is the principle stated in Marbury, I mean, Marbury versus <laughs> Madison? Spit it out. Uh, any law
0: um, that is repugnant to the Constitution is null and void. In other words, if you pass a law that is repugnant to the Constitution or against what the Constitution is or antithetical to the Constitution, it is garbage. It is not to be enforced. And there's a lot of American jurisprudence and rulings that says that it is um, garbage from its inception <laughs> not from the time that it actually goes to court or anything else from its inception right and so that's a lot that's the thing is that people understood the details if understood the history understand the jurisprudence understood the precedents, could cite the court cases that matter the most and there's been some incredible men and women out there who have done the work to put it out on the silver platter for you somebody great to look up is carl miller mm-hmm. look up constitutional man called carl K-A-R-L. miller C A R L. Are you sure? Yeah. I
1: thought it was K A R L. C A R L. Okay.
0: Carl Miller. He was a military guy. If, even if you do K L, K R C U. He's got a hat it.
2: on on his videos and glasses. It's, it's
0: it, 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 type in Carl Miller constitutional law. Somebody took it. It was multiple different videos. Someone put it into one five hour long video and annotated it on the side. So every time he's talking about a specific portion, you actually have reference points. And everything that he gives you is strictly out of Supreme Court rulings. And if you understand the way that the court systems work, every court is invested, invested in the Supreme Court, meaning that the Supreme Court is their boss, right? And so when you go in, you present yourself the right way and you put yourself under the Constitution instead of the statutory areas, you are claiming your constitutional rights and and what you do, constitutionally protected rights. And what you do is um, you come in and you tell the judge, well, according to you know Marbury versus Madison, if you want to, as an example, or whatever the case may be, or any of the other cases that he lines out, you are giving that judge his own orders. He does not have the right to reinterpret what has already been reinterpreted and established on the record by his bosses, right? And so this allows you to walk in with the firepower that you need to win a case. However, if you avail yourself of those rights, in other words, if you do not, if you do not claim a right, if you do not claim an objection, the court's not going to give it to you. If, if you what? don't say objection about something, and and the the judge is not there to say, hey, you want to object to this? This isn't lawful, right? The judge is there to to preside, administer over the process. You're not against the judge. That's what a lot of people think too. You're not against the judge. You're against the opposing side, whether it be a plaintiff or a prosecutor. You're not against the judge. The judge is supposed to be working to be fair. And as long as you understand how to go in there and
1: run the process and keep everything fair, it will be. If my memory serves me right, I believe Carl Miller's videos are still on YouTube. I saw one last night. Act of God, they're still on YouTube. I don't know that. I I actually pulled it off uh, and downloaded it because...
0: Um, because it was one of those things I literally after I watched it I was like oh my god if we lose this like that that would be a national treasure that is absolutely wow. lost and this guy was amazing I mean he was a, an army ranger Vietnam veteran um, a great great soldier uh, he was trained uh, by General MacArthur through that program of the Restore America program he learned constitutional law and the whole point was to get back out into the community uh, and teach it and he was in uh, Michigan which is one of the reasons why Michigan
1: was the first to reassemble. And I want to throw something in here. Josh said he went out and downloaded it off of YouTube. I'm I'm just going to throw in a a little piece of technical advice here. I am not a techie. Randy takes care of the tech here on our uh, Patriots of the Grit team. But I found this little piece of software that's an absolute gem. I'm not going to say spend. I'm going to say invest $19.99. It's a little piece of software called Downey 4. I believe it's D-O-W-N-I-E 4 or D-O-W-N-E-Y. Basically, what you can do is open up that little app on your computer. I believe it's is it for Mac and PC, Randy, do you know? I haven't
2: used that. I use, I'm use
1: so. i a Mac guy. But anyway, I believe it, it is for Mac, or you can check if it's for PC. You can literally take a video link from pretty much any video platform, copy the link, put it in a Downy 4, and it turns it into a movie file like that. Yeah. It is absolutely brilliant. I used to have to go and run all my things I wanted to, to copy or download, I'd have to run them through real-time recording, so it would take a two-hour video. It would take two hours to record. This is a matter of seconds. So if you want to pull off or scrape off any videos off the internet, whether social media videos or like Josh is talking about from YouTube, from Educational Carl Miller. stuff, yeah, absolutely. It's an absolute goldmine of a find for saving those videos. Okay, we just finished 30 questions, 21 through 30 of a part three-part episode. Are you guys okay if I if I over-deliver just a little bit?
2: Sure. Can I over-deliver? I was getting right over delivered too. Okay, so you can know, so over-deliver, too.
1: I mean, I'm oh, all yeah. about customer service and the customer <laughs> experience or the patriot experience. Yeah, right. So I want to over-deliver here real quick. And I want to ask three, how many? Three bonus questions. Josh, who can join a Jural a Assembly? There we go. Any um, true American. Any true American. Randy.
2: I was just going to say have Josh. Kind of explain what the next steps are if you're interested in learning more and maybe making that step and trying to find a group of people that wanna wanna be in the assembly. Kind of how? What's the roadmap to that? I was gonna say, and why? Okay. Why join
1: a general? So basically, let's let's team team up here, Randy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, why join?
0: So why join? I think is is a very important thing. Again, um even if there was no end goal, which we do have a wonderful end goal, but even if there was no end goal what is the best way to weather the madness that is happening right now, right? Under your rights to op- op- operate in the private, under your rights to be able to come together, to assemble, to address, to, redress, uh, to petition the government for redress agreements, all these different things, no better way to survive than in a community. And no better way to survive in a community that believes in the exact same principles that you believe in, right? And when you join a, an assembly or when you create an assembly, the documents that you all ascribe to or contract if you will yourself to in a private fashion they're all about your sacred unalienable rights they're all about being free and independent and they're all about being a community and 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 creating a community of protection between all of you right by being there for each other by creating you got to think of this as as the foundation for uh you know a new america within the bounds it is right It's allowing you to find the people who believe in the exact same things that you believe in principle, right? And then allowing you to come together, to assemble, to do work, to to recreate your, your community as a whole. But then also creating this expansive network where right now we have 18 states that have assembled, right? We have 33 total that are working for it. Within the 18 that are assembled, that means all of their counties are starting to assemble. I think we have 11 or 12 in Missouri right now. Well, if that's a minimum of 13 per each individual county, that means we have over 100 plus people in Missouri that believe and think and feel the exact same way Mm -hmm. that we do. Meaning that we can now network with these people, we can co-op with these people, we can educate our children together, we can grow food and feed each other, we can you know provide services. We have doctors, we have um you know professionals in all different realms. We have farmers. It's parallel society. Exactly, exactly what it is. And so that to me, that is the most important thing, and that's really what I enjoy the most about it, and most excited about, you know. Not even to mention the fact of like once we get to that capacity that we need to be at, we have the right to reclaim our authority. Really, it's really not just reclaiming; it's just dismissing the the substitute teacher who was doing a job that we had relented on.
2: Right? You did a nice job while you were here, but right. right. But we're we appreciate study. your
0: services. Uh, the adults are back. <laughs> we would like to, um, you know, take care of ourselves from here on out. Um, and and then the way that you can go about doing it especially the, 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 the surefire way of, of finding where you need to be go to national dash some say hyphen uh, dash assembly and then you go to the contact page and then send an email over to them and say I am in this state and this county is there an assembly here if not how do I is there assembly here how do I get in contact with him if not how do I start assembling this place right take it upon yourself To self-govern take it upon yourself to be responsible accountable stand in the gap and and start recreating um what we lost
1: so bonus question number three josh is what do you say to our viewers and our audience that says you know how much time does it take and what's the cost
0: there's no i mean the the cost is your time the cost is listen um freedom comes for those who participate Mm -hmm. freedom is an action freedom is not uh, a gift given Uh, that you just sit on right you can't sit on your hands and expect things to get done this is going to take a complete transition of mindset this is going to take getting involved doing the things that you weren't used to doing you're going to have to give up the privileges of allowing other people to do all the work for you right you know it's it's about this is what i've realized i you know i gave up watching some football games i gave up doing whatever else I, i mean now that i look back at it i'm like what was i doing you know but when I get together with these people, you know, being around you guys, being around our assembly members, this is, this is our community. These are our people, right? And there's, there's really nothing more enjoyable to me than that. And this is where you can take your God-given talents, your gifts, the things that the Lord has taught you, the things that you have educated yourself with, your wisdom, your understanding, and bring it to a purpose. Bring it to a people that will honor you and that will, will appreciate you and allow you the opportunity to give back and to receive. And we all know it's better to give than to receive. It feels so much better. And so this will allow you to do that. This will allow you to get involved, but it's going to take a change of mind. It's going to take a commitment of participation. And
2: you got to understand, I mean, we think we live in a free country, but we don't realize how much more freedom there is. Right. I mean, we just can't as humans understand
1: the contrary. I mean,
2: for our whole lives have been taught taught the, the... contrary to all this. You know right. I mean if we lived in the jungle we would be truly free. Right. Right. You know, until they yeah. wanted to come cut the trees down, right? Right. So.
0: Well, I mean that's it, there's there's a possibility beyond this, right? There is there is um we're in a war right now. I mean, there's just no way to cut it. We're in a cultural war and and I believe a, a, a world war and an information war. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and that's huge really the, that's war. that's where everything that's the crux of everything. You know, what do you know? And it, it's it's going to be up to everybody to go and put their hands on it. To understand it for themselves to stand on it you know whoever's listening you have no idea what you could contribute you know I have no idea who you are and there's been people I've been meeting them on a regular basis who have been praying for this nation for decades yeah. right and you know what's crazy is their prayers intervened in our lives so that we could come here and be the answer to their prayers
1: my wife and I have this conversation all the time about you know we we tend to think that we you know, run in conservative, somewhat Christian circles. And our, our, you know, assessment of this is very, very, very few of our so-called conservative Christian friends have any idea what we're even talking about. Agreed. And I always say it's our biggest concern in America is not left-wing liberals. It's it's conservative, complacent, comfortable Christians. Yes. Who are just, like you said, bread and circuses. And for our viewers that don't know what that is, basically bread and circuses was back when, uh, the Romans entertained their people in the Colosseums. Basically, they kept them entertained with bread and
0: circuses. When they changed from a republic to basically a dictatorship democracy with
1: Caesar. Today, our bread and circuses are beer and football or, you know, basketball, the NBA. They keep us, you know, dumbed down with entertainment and, you know— beer and food to where we don't pay attention to what's really going on so right. i just implore everyone to get out there you know go to national dash national hyphen assembly.net <laughs> dig into this one. you know get some people around your community and your county to to step up and and you know just explore this i mean Sitting at home is not going to do you any good. Yeah, right? as Josh said, several counties in the state of Missouri just uh, just assembled, and uh, Michigan was the first, Alaska was the second, and now many, many, many states are on Florida. board. Florida, Florida's running. Yeah. I mean, I mean,
0: um, Palm Beach County, where Mar-a-Lago is, is assembled. in And I got Saras- a Texas, morning. Sarasota. Sarasota. Sarasota, Sarasota, Sarasota County yeah.
1: just assembled. I got that Jefferson this morning. City or Jefferson yeah. County just did it today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. St. Charles County in Missouri mm-hmm. just about two Five weeks County, ago. Clay County. It's uh, it's kind of a, a firestorm taking place, but you know, and it's not some weird. You know, conspiracy theory. Well, I mean, you, you, can, know, you can
0: you can you can just, see it, you can understand it, your logic can take absolutely. you from step one to step two to step three. If, if just go look at it yourself. If it doesn't make sense, walk away. Let me tell you a lot of
1: great men
0: and women have actually gone well before us and done a lot of the heavy lifting. I mean movement. Bill
1: Hermanson in the great state of Missouri, yep. he's he basically, you know, invests. I don't know how much time and money traveling the state back and forth, zigzagging yeah. from the boot heel to yeah. the north northwest part of the we state. Owe a lot to him. Yep. And, and he'll, he'll go props uh, out there
2: to Greg Hudson if, if there, too. If yes, there's two or Greg, more
1: people, Oscar, if there's two or more people to do a presentation, he'll he'll go, he'll go do it.
2: Yep.
0: Right. Yeah, Greg Hudson. He doesn't ask for no money. Uh, you know, and no, no handout whatsoever. I mean, he's doing it out of really the, the love
2: a country, the, love a country, duty, I love a country. We need to get Bill one of them funky hats and the balloon pants. Like the, like the Patriots War back in the day.
0: Just give him the old colonial style. Yeah. yeah, we need to get him like a wig and a cane and all the
1: other good stuff that he can rock with. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us for this three-part episode, uh, three-part series with Josh Lehman on uh, the basic 30 questions of Jural Assemblies. Please go back and watch each one of these episodes. We broke each one down into 10 questions and 10 answers from Josh. Part one's the uh, probably the most detailed Gives you the basic foundation, and uh, we ask you to go visit national dot and uh, we just thank you guys for being here with us, and uh, we just hope you help and pray, get this country back on track, and uh, you know it starts right there in your local county. So share this okay. with whoever you can get it. Get someday. out there and take some action, folks. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Patriots with Git. Thank you for being part of our. Uh, <laughs> Spit her out, Darren. We'll see you on the next episode of Patriots with Grit. Thanks for watching. Take care. Bye. Right on. Our government is printing money at an unprecedented rate. Inflation and financial fear are at an all-time high, and the fiat dollar and economy are going to crash. Whether you're a collector or investor and want to diversify and protect yourself against hard times or just have real money in your hand, then buy your precious metals from Miles Franklin, who has access to the largest inventory in the United States. You have no minimum or maximum order size. You get to work with brokers who have 30 years experience. You get a company that brings an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating, and they're licensed and bonded. Plus, you get free educational resources. Miles Franklin, your source for precious metal investments, 30 years of dependability. Be sure to use referral code GRIT when ordered. (laughs) Thanks for watching another exciting episode of Patriots with Grit. We want to keep you informed, so if you would just go over to patriotswithgrit.com and give us your first name and your email so we can keep you up to date. Also, be sure to subscribe, like, and share so we can keep bringing you truth. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.
2: See ya.